Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. My name is Cedric Bailey, and I tell you what, I'm so glad to have you on board on my podcast today. And right now, I want to, you know, just talk about what's been going on the last few few weeks, few months. Um, joining me today from the Morning Star Prayer Center is Elder Helen Epps. God bless you, woman of God. How you doing? I'm great. How about yourself, Brother Cedric? I am doing okay, and it's good to be able to talk to you. And uh, for the first time, well, I'm, I, I can't even say the first time, but I can tell you this weekend, uh, people that attend church services have got to make a decision. What are they going to do? Because for the first time in a long time, many people will not be attending our services because of this corona virus. And uh, you and I have been talking uh, what's going on in Houston with uh, Joe Osteen and Lakewood Church and Bishop T.D. Jakes. And, and then there's other churches, Freddie Haynes in Dallas at Friendship West. They're not going to be having services, but they're going to be having services online. What do you think about all this? I think every person makes a decision based on their congregation. They represent the Moses of of the people that they serve. And so I'm not going to criticize them. I'm just going to pray for them because and pray with them because I think in this season we all have to make wise decisions and every leader knows their congregation. And I believe those men have relationship with God, those men and women. They have relationship with God. And so I believe maybe they have gone before the throne of God and that's what God has spoken to their spirit. So I'm not against that. I'm all for it. Morning Star Prayer Center is located at uh, 5036 uh, Wichita Street. Now, we have to let you know it's the Morning Star Prayer Center and Resource Center because there is uh, the original location, which is located just about a mile uh, north of there. Is that correct? That's correct. Probably about a half a mile within walking distance. But you're going to have something special on this upcoming Monday. Can you tell us what you're going to be doing? Because normally prayer time is at 12 noon, but you're going to do something a little bit different there at the location. We are. We're going to be praying. We normally start at 12, but we're going to open the facility for prayer at 10 o'clock. Certainly it's open every day, but we're going to open it for prayer at 10 a.m. at 5036 Wichita Street. We're going to be open from 10 until 2. We're not going to be embracing. We're just going to come in. It'll be a come and go. People can come and stay as long as they desire, and then they can go. And um, back to those pastors that that are closing their churches, they also said they are having prayer, that they are praying. And I think that's the crucial part. And then they'll be delivering messages by internet, through social media. So if people tune in, they won't miss anything. You can still do um, as you are instructed to do. But we will be there praying on Monday from 10 until 2, unless something comes down and tells us to do something different. All right. Now let's go back, and and I see you've been doing some study and everything, and I've been talking to people, and and these scriptures that we've been studying all our lives, we've read the Bible, we've read Genesis, we read Exodus. You know, we know that those first five books of the Bible is dealing with the law. But can you talk about, you know, dealing with uh, Genesis and, and then Exodus, and then also in Matthew? Well, you know, Genesis creation takes place and man comes into play. And even in that, we see great transition. The 12th chapter of Genesis, God gives Abraham um, a command or gives Abraham, tells Abraham to move away and allow him to guide him. And all the way through Genesis, we see, of course, Jacob and Joseph and the 12 tribes coming into existence. And, you know, Joseph sold into slavery. And then we, we open up in Exodus where there's a complete shift. <laughs> And Moses comes on the scene as the deliverer of the nation. Um, so 
you know, every season brings um, a new order. Every season brings um, transition. And we have to be prepared and just press in. God always has a voice for his people. And everything that God does in the earth realm, he does it through his people. Well, you said something earlier when we were talking off the air, and it's about Moses. You talked about him coming into the world at that time period, and, and he was he had to have protection. His mother had to have some type of wisdom because, you know, the, the Pharaoh had it in for firstborns. Is that correct? It is, and you've got to keep in mind that the children of Israel had been praying for over 400 years for their deliverances. And so, again, God prepares a voice for this particular season. And it is amazing to me, as we were talking earlier, that Moses' mother had a spirit of discernment. When that child was born, she knew there was something special about him. And it's just amazing how God reveals to her to put him in a basket and set him loose in the Nile River. That in and of itself speaks death. But her faith was in God. And the little sister just followed him as he just traveled right down the, look, right down the road, right down the street where Pharaoh's sister was out bathing. And when she gets the baby, get this, the sister is there because she immediately says, you know, she knows it's a Hebrew child. And she says, we need somebody to, the other girl said, we need somebody to nurse him. And the girl appears on the scene immediately and says, I'll go get somebody to nurse him. And it is his mother that nurses him. And look at this. Pharaoh's sister pays the mother to nurse Moses. If that ain't God, I don't know what to tell you. Now, he uses Moses for a reason because we know he lived, um, I think, 120 years. And his first 40 years of his life, he was a part of that. And then he realized he wasn't one of them, uh, an Egyptian. And then he ends up um, slewing a man because he sees a confrontation goes on. And then later on, then Moses has to escape and everything. And then the people need some. Can you kind of help me out a little bit about that? Because he has a very, very interesting life. He is birthed for purpose. He is birthed for destiny. And anytime there is purpose and destiny upon your life, you can go through some stuff. Forty years, educated as, uh, as though he is going to become the next pharaoh. Another 40 years on the backside of the desert, another 40 years to, to deal with God's people. God has a plan for our lives. God had a plan for Moses' life. And every step that Moses made was ordained by God. The good times, the bad times, the desert experience, the mountaintop experiences, God was there. You know what? And that same God is here for us today. And that's why I'm going back to this, because when he got the people out and they and they had Pharaoh chasing them in the back and then they came and they had the, the sea experience. Then the people were like, now what are we going to do, Moses? But God had already told Moses how this was going to operate. He had already told Moses. He had already laid it out to him and told him in advance, Pharaoh's heart is going to be hardened, but I'm with you. We got to know that God is with us. Here's what kind of blows me away. This morning I was praying, and this is what the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. He said, in that day and time, there was one voice. Moses came before me. I dealt directly with Moses. And then I set Aaron at his side. So the, G, the capital G-O-D became Moses, God. 
And then Aaron became the prophet and Aaron looked to Moses for instruction. And as long as Aaron followed the instructions that Moses was getting directly from God, the things flowed right. It was only when Aaron got himself and decided he was bigger and better that they got in trouble. So in this season, in this season that we're in with this virus and all this stuff, um, we have many voices that are speaking and that are being released in the atmosphere. Our job as intercessors is to pray that God raises up voices like Moses who are going before God and who are truly seeking God's face so that they can come back from the mountaintop and give the people a solid, sound word. Because the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but what? Power, love, and a sound mind. And, and I, I appreciate you sharing that because at the end, those people cost Moses because he got frustrated and because they couldn't, you know, they couldn't get that rock or the water and everything and he struck the rock. Kind of break that down a little bit because I don't want to mess that up. Cause well, I don't want to mess it up either. Here's what we got to know. As long as Moses obeyed God and stayed in constant fellowship with God, things flowed. But when Moses <laughs> turned his face from God to the people, he got in trouble. And that's an example for us today, Cedric, that we can't get caught up in the situations and the circumstances and all the woe is me and all the stuff that's going on. We have to keep our eyes on God. And we got to pray for our leaders because leaders are human, just like everybody else. We got to pray for them and hold them up and speak words of encouragement over them and to them. All right. Now, you, you've been posting some things on, on Facebook, and I kind of read them at night when I go to bed. But I think you said something about the tissue and about the people just overdoing it or something like that. I mean, just because they make an announcement on TV or they put it on social media, they go get some hand sanitizer, then they go online and try to sell this stuff for so much money. But you said something that made a whole lot of sense about once you get yours, don't overdo it and try to hoard. Is the word hoard things and keep it? Explain that, please. You, you, you're buying for me, myself, and I. And if you're not buying for me, myself, and I just to hoard it or stack it in your house for just you and your house, then you're buying it to sell to make money off of it, which means you're prostituting the people. And God gets no glory in that. Listen, think about the senior citizens that cannot get out. Think about the, the families that are barely making it. And with this thing happening, the barely making it now becomes almost non-existent in making it. So if we are believers and we're standing in faith, then we ought to help one another. We can't just cover our houses, but we ought to help each other. I bought, I went into the store today and they had some emergency C, vitamin C. I bought extra because I'm going to take it to the prayer center on Monday. I saw the other day where there were a few extra hand sanitizers. I bought it. I took it to the prayer center. I bought extra Clorox. We take it to the prayer center because everybody that comes there is not going to have, and you say, oh, they'll have it. No, some people are barely making it. And a few dollars is a lot to them. So we got to be a resource. We got to be a resource. The Bible says we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. Listen, this is the season for us to become saltier. This is the season for the believers to let their light shine brighter. The world is in a, a state of panic. 
Don't join them in the panic. Don't join them. We got to be the light that guides them to a place of peace. We got to be the light that guides them to a place of rest. And if we're acting as crazy as they are, then the, you know, the blind lead the blind. What happens? They both fall in the dish, in the ditch. So don't hoard. Don't hoard. If you buy extra things, get it to share with somebody else who is less fortunate than where you are. You've definitely been doing that. I've been seeing that in action. And, and we talked about the Old Testament. Now I want to jump into the New Testament because I know you got some scriptures you want to share with us in, in Matthew too as well. And, 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 and as you were talking about taking all these items and trying to make profit, you know, uh, the temple where Jesus turned over those, those uh, tables and stuff because they were selling to make profit in the temple, but the temple was built for prayer. Is that correct? That's true. The Bible says, um, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. Here's what we got to be careful of in this season because <laughs> you got a, cra- a lot of crazy people out who have not been called Neither have they been chosen. They have placed themselves in, in, they've given themselves titles, and they have voices that are being utilized through social media, media and other areas. And so we got to be careful who we listen to. You know, people start preaching to you and telling you to do this or do that <laughs> and tell you to send money in. After all, somebody's going to be selling some holy water that's going to kill the virus. After all, somebody's going to have some oil that's going to kill the virus. Listen, you got to be wise in this season. The Bible talks about a wise woman building her house, but a foolish one plucks it down with her hands. The Bible says in 2 Timothy, the third chapter, that we're in the last days and that we're in difficult times and that this in this season, men and women both will be lovers of themselves and they'll be lovers of money and they'll be proud and arrogant and disobedient and unholy and heartless, heartless, meaning they will do anything for a dollar. So we got to be careful and we got to understand the time and the season that we are in so that we don't get in the wrong place with the wrong people. This is a season where the body of Christ must encourage one another. And Cedric, I'm going to jump the gun just a little bit, but listen, we got to pay attention to what these this it doesn't matter you're Democrat, Republican, what side of the fence you live on. Italy is a prime example of what's happening. Italy is a prime example. We don't want to be in the state that Italy is in. So that means that we gotta hear what our 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 city officials are saying to us. We don't run afraid, we don't run scared or scared, but we gotta use wisdom. We gotta use wisdom. If you have a cough or cold and you're not feeling good, stay at home. Stay at home. Don't infect somebody else because everybody's faith is not on the same level. Amen on that. I believe that. So we, while we are walking by faith, we want to use wisdom. And if they're saying don't gather in large crowds, then we don't need to do that. But we can gather in smaller crowds. We don't have to do a whole lot of hugging and kissing, but we can pray. He said, if those that love me, if my sons and daughters that love me, that are called by my name, that declare and decree that I am their God. He said, if we would repent of our sins, if we would just turn from our wicked ways, if we would humble ourselves and come before him and press in, he said he would heal the land. This is the time for us to pray and stand on the word of God. That's Second Corinthians 7 and 14. Chronicles, Chronicles thank you. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. So make sure you reference that. And I just want to just remind people to please, please make sure 
that you put God first. Get together while you're at home. Yeah, most of us watch sports all the time. Well, there's no sports because all that's been shut down. No race car, no football, no basketball, no baseball, no nothing. And you get a chance to sit at your at your home and spend time with your family or so. And that's important. I was reading in the community here in Fort Worth, they're going to have the food trucks out at various schools feeding people. What could you say about that? Because they're going to make sure that they know some of these families don't have the resources. What do you want to say about that? I'm, I've been praying and asking God, show us how we can be a resource. Show us how we can help. What can we do? And I think that's what many of the churches are doing. They're trying to, the churches, the nonprofits, those that, you know, are pressing in. We're trying to determine how can we be a blessing in our communities? How can we help those that can't get out? Uh, You know, all of the nursing homes are shut down. No visitors. The assisted living places, no visitors. Daycares, no visitors. There's a reason for that. Don't get angry and be fussing and huffing and puffing. Abide by it. We don't know how this virus is being carried. We don't know how it affects people. So be obedient. You can go on the, you can, you can turn on television. You can go on the Facebook pages. You can go on, you know, internet. There's so many ways to find out how that we can stop this virus. We're going to pray. But while we're praying, when we get up off of our knees, we're not going to be stupid. We're going to do things that will help save lives. And that's important. Don't get the attitude that, you know, I can do this and I can do that. Well, you ain't been faithful since Moby Dick was a baby. So don't get real religious right about now. Don't get all spiritual right about now. And you know you have been hell a hellion uh, up until this thing started. Don't do that. Because people are looking at you. We got to be wise. We got to be wise. Because there's a good possibility that uh, our whole, all of our cities could be shut down. And so we got to be in a position to mobilize. We got to be in a position to be a part of the solution and not a part part of the problem. Amen. Elder Epps, I, I want to say thank you for being with me on my podcast here, and we're going to continue to pray. Uh, make sure you go to the uh, website at uh, www.morningstarprayerctr.com, www.morningstarprayerctr.com. You can visit the website, and uh, we will be on social media on, on on Monday, we'll be there at 10 o'clock just praying, but the prayer will kick off at 12 noon, correct? Prayer will kick off at 12 noon, and then Monday night, I had already declared this early on last week before I knew all of this, we will do one hour of prayer from 9 until 10 every night beginning Monday night. I know for seven days, and there are many others, there are many other groups that have prayer lines. And I'm saying to you, if your ministry or people in your city have done prayer lines and they're actually praying, get on it. Listen, we can shift this thing. We can change it. We can pray. We can decree and declare and cause the atmosphere to shift. We can send this virus, the SARS, the flu, and everything else back to the pits of hell. But we must stand together, starting out with repentance and then showing love and compassion for others. And I'm saying to you, obey what they're asking you to do. Obey it. Many of the pastors are saying, tune in to us on live streaming. Uh, we're meeting in small groups. One group is going to meet here. One group is going to meet there. Listen, let's do it. We're praying for our leaders, every leader. This is a wait. This is a wait on all of us because we want to do the right thing. We want to make sure that we're hearing God. Our nation, the world has not faced anything like this before on this level. So we're treading new ground. We know we're in the last days and we know that as believers, when all else fails, we can pray. 
And the Bible says all things are possible to them that believe. So let's pray, let's trust God, and let's walk by faith. Remember, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. I love that. I'm just thinking he brought us through West Nile virus. He brought us through us. I remember a long time ago they had uh, uh, smallpox, and, and they had all kinds of different things, sickle cell anemia. I mean, just West, what was it just a few years ago? It was something that. SARS, yeah. it was the flu, it was all those things. But I don't ever remember a time when the world as a whole has been in this position. Yeah. We had Ebola a few years ago. We did, but the whole world. The whole world. Ebola kind of took place in Africa, Africa and hit a few places. But the whole world now, the whole entire world is faced with this. So. We want to be wise again. We want to be the light to the world. We want to be the flavoring of salt to the world, standing faithfully and being sound in our judgments. Amen. I got to hear you hear you say these words because the first thing I did, I can do all things. What was your saying? I can, you can, we can. What can we do? All things through Christ that strengthens us. Prayer is the answer. Prayer and fasting. Prayer. Tissue is not going to help us in a crisis. You can have 5 million rolls of tissue, 3,034 million packages of paper towel. It's not going to help you in a crisis. Money won't help you in this kind of crisis. I don't want to be broke in the situation, but money won't help you in this kind of crisis. Because the Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Precious ones, we got to stand with one another and encourage one another. Stop putting on Facebook the shelves being empty. You're helping uh, fear travel into the atmosphere. Put something positive. If you don't have anything positive to say, don't say nothing. If you don't have a word that you know came from God, just don't say anything. Don't say anything. I'm done. Elder Epps, thank you so much. We'll see you at the Morningstar Prayer Center on this upcoming Monday. Prayer, doors open at 10. We'll pray till 2 o'clock. And our, our prayer begins at 12 noon. And it's at 5036 Wichita Street in Fort Worth, Texas. God bless you, Elder Elms. Bless you, Brother Cedric. We're praying. Be encouraged. God's going to see us through this. David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. The Lord is with us. 23rd Psalms. We got to go. God bless you. We're living in a dying world. Lord, right now, we need you. Woke up this morning, turn 